Guys, that was the sound of the Justice League theme. It came out, guys. It finally dropped. I am your host. Your co-host. I'm your ben. host. I'm Ben. I'm Calvin. And you're listening to The Movie Q. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> uh, I got you. I, I don't. All right. So, so many pauses. I hate pauses. <laughs> and you know this. If you haven't listened to our previous episodes, oh. I'm always the one to say, welcome. This is the movie queue. And I just kind of stared <laughs> at Ben. Uh, he appreciates it. I do. He you appreciates know, it. I I appreciate producing this show. <laughs> I Way like to more make it than harder. I did prior to I like to make this season. Uh, <laughs> guys, we did it. We watched it. Oh, we did. We watched oh. the film known as Justice League. The Revengening. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but we're going to save that because he and yeah, I have not I, talked about it I don't it know why all. we're doing this. I'm coming why we're doing it. Why are we doing this? Two hours after I left the theater, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about it. He I'm wants more time to digest. Gather this my is, thoughts. That is why we're doing it at the end. I don't. I don't. So to get me completely why. in the mindset, here's Cars Three. Hey, let's go. Cars Three. Oh man. So tell me all about it, my friend Benjamin. <laughs> Calvin hasn't seen this movie. I haven't seen any of them. I've never seen a Cars. Movie. Never seen a single Cars movie. I've never seen this one. This is. Uh, this is the second best Cars movie. Second to Cars One. I'm assuming. Second to Cars 2. Is Cars 2 better than Cars 1? No, Cars... Oh, yeah, second to Cars 1. My bad. Okay, okay. I was gonna be like, what? Above Cars 2 only. No, Cars 2 is garbage. That's what I thought. That's what I... Yeah. Um, So first of all, for those of you who didn't watch it because they were afraid Mater would be one of the main characters, he's not. But that doesn't matter. What matters is... Mater's not a main character. What you talking about, Ben? Lightning He's in McQueen, there, right? The, the, the goal of this movie is Lightning McQueen wants to prove that he... Lightning McQueen wants to tell people when he's done racing. He doesn't want to, people to tell him when he's done racing. And so... It's, it's like a middle-aged man, then. Is that... Yes. Okay. Um, he's an old racer being shown up by all the new racers. Gotcha. And I, I'm not going to spoil the ending because the ending doesn't matter. Once you get about halfway through the end this movie, you know how it's going to end anyway. Um, or maybe we do, and we're just good at movie. I don't know. Is it pre- predictable? It's a kids' movie. It was very gotcha. enjoyable. I, I did not feel I wasted any of my one hour and forty two minutes. Well, that's. I a had plus. a lot of fun. I watched it for the first time with my dad and my sister, who were both big Cars fans. Yeah, um, we've watched you watch it Cars at home? movies together. Yes, I did watch it at home. Okay. Uh, missed this one in theaters. Wanted to catch it in theaters, just never got the time. Yeah. Never made it a priority. <laughs> I don't care at all about these movies, so that's why I didn't see them. You know, it's rated G. <laughs> if you liked, if, if you liked uh, the racing of uh, cars of the first Cars movie, this one has more of the racing. It's more about the details of the racing. That's cool. This is really a rehab story, trying to get someone who can't race anymore back out on the track. So the film right. kind of opens with Lightning established as a really good racer, and he's got these two other buddies, and they just are constantly making jokes with each other. And just, like, racing is just fun for them. Right. It's just something they do every weekend. They go out, and they just have fun. 
and then this new rookie shows up and it's it's one of the coolest reveals of a quote-unquote villain that i've ever seen in my opinion in that he's established as the villain and so they're like this is the final lap and we're coming in you know who's gonna win of these three people who've been winning the whole time you know and then all of a sudden like the music goes quieter and you just kind of hear this electronic hum you know and it's this lower profile car. He's like sleeker looking. And he just kind of starts cutting through traffic smoothly like butter. And it's like out of nowhere, it's just suddenly he's the winner at the last lap. And it's just, you don't see his face like throughout it until he passes lightning. And then it's like, and lightning is even going, who's that guy? Like, where'd he come from? And then it's a story of, newer better racers just like beating the old guys who just don't like they're not built the same way so they just right. don't have the numbers don't work in the favor of the older guys is basically the idea behind this gotcha uh and then lightning in the final race of the season rex has a big wreck and then four months later everyone's wondering is he going to be back for the next season it's a week before the next season starts huh and that's what the story is. It's this. It's, it's about, like a sports movie. Yeah, it's a sports. It's a sports redemption rebuild. Yeah. training movie. Yeah, in the style of Cars. Feels good. It was fun. It was a it lot of fun. fun. I really enjoyed it. There was a couple shots I really enjoyed. There was some beach shots I really liked. There was a shot that they go out on this beach. This is Pixar, right? Yes, absolutely. So like, like you can see the reflection on the metal right there in it, this shot that we have they here. They look gorgeous. Uh, it's Pixar. Pixar knocks it out of the park. Like, Every time. Every time on production quality. Uh, uh, we're looking at you, Cars 2. <laughs> we're looking at you for that story. That story garbage. The story was garbage, but it still looked really, really I'm sure good. sure it did. It's Pixar. I really enjoyed it. I don't have a whole lot of complaints other than, like, for a kid's movie. Right. I have a lot of complaints as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but for a sure. kid's movie, it was great. Nathan Fillion's voice is so smooth. He's like the He's the guy that does the Rick and Morty bug, right? Yes. He's like oh, this slick word. talking executive in the film. Oh who's yes. Who's like the new owner of Lightning's sponsor. I love his voice so much. Oh man. It I like so it a little good. too much. It's it's fun because as I get older, I'm starting to realize they're they're like Jackson Storm's the villain. Like that's the way they tout this. Lightning's ego is the villain. Like that's the that's villain of this movie. The villain. <laughs> like you're always your own villain in these movies. That's, Lightning constantly wants to keep racing, and right. everyone keeps telling him he can't. Well, you know, that's kind of the thing with, like, with kids' movies. It's not something we really need to, like, pick apart, because it's a kids' movie, and it's an animated, fun film, and why tear it apart? There's no reason to. No, absolutely. It looks fun. I'm sure plenty of kids had a great time with this, and a bunch of adults I'm sure I had fun time with this. So I know, I know Dad really enjoyed it. I, like I said, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I know my sister enjoyed it. So there's three adults. There you go. No, it looks like a, it looks like a fun movie that I might check out at some point. I give it like a three and a half out of five, probably seventy percent. You know, it's a pretty solid movie. Good, very enjoyable. Good, good all around film. Yeah. Well, we're gonna go on the opposite end of the the spectrum here and uh murder i watched death. murder death <laughs> murder death 
murder death. It's a little murder death. We're talking about. Well, I'm. (laughs) There's no we about it. I'm talking about Atomic Blonde. I rented it on Google Play. uh, Got in my bed, popped a little popcorn, popped it on. It was like really late. I think yeah, I think I finished it at like one thirty. It was bad. I should never have started that film. Was this a weekday? Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was like Sunday night. Yeah. So Atomic Blonde stars Charlize uh, Theron, James McAvoy, John Goodman. It is a spy movie set in the Berlin Wall era of Berlin. Oh, cool. I I wasn't sure. I wasn't either. I thought this was a modern day movie. Right. Watching the trailers, I really thought it was too. And then I did see the uniforms and I thought maybe it was like a, I thought it was set in modern, but it was like a a Wolfenstein. That's what it kind of looked like to me. Right. Yeah. It does kind of look like that, like Like a different universe or like parallel timeline thing or something. What if there was still Nazis around? Right. I, I didn't really know what to expect, which was really nice. The trailers really didn't give anything away for this movie. It was just like, this is going to be an action film. You might like it. And just kind of picked it up on a whim. And I had such a good time. Oh, my goodness. Like, the visual style of this film is really washed out and tinted with this blue. And the neon is everywhere. There's all these really, really striking bright colors in it. Um, It... (sighs) It was great and unexpectedly good, I think. I, man, coming into it. I heard good things about it, like, leading up. It's still one of the movies I really want to see. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's definitely, there's a couple scenes in there I wish weren't there to make it, you know, like PG-13, but... Versus R. Yeah, it's R. It's an R-rated film. Hour and 55 Minutes... I didn't watch like the last 20 minutes of this. I completely fell asleep and then wasn't able to watch it. But so you don't even know how it ended. Not in particular, but I, I don't really need to know how it ended. I, I had such a great time with it. it. They they have all these. It's it's all framed in a debrief. She's being debriefed. And then it does the flashback and it goes through it. And it's intercut with her being uh, basically interrogated by the government that she works for, which is Britain interesting and john goodman is also there and then you you get bits and pieces of the story as you go along more and more and then it's kind of interesting to see what she holds back from the interrogation and what she doesn't because she reveals some details to them and doesn't reveal others you're like why why is that happening and then that kind of becomes apparent as you are seeing what actually happened uh, the the whole point of the film is to find this list of spies that is going to be leaked if they don't find it, right? And they're completely cut off, which really adds to this feeling of intensity because they're in Berlin, right? And they have no so, support from anybody. It's her and James McAvoy, and they're kind of like working together and against each other at the same time. So it's a very small scope? Um, No, well, it like- feels big. It feels like so. A, it feels big. It feels big, but it's not necessarily. There's a lot of different like uh, uh, locations. Okay. There are a bunch of different buildings. It's not not all the same place. It's all over the city of Berlin, and the action scenes are really good. Not like 
cheesy and kind of hammed up like I thought they might have been from the trailer, but just like genuinely like oh, that's pretty cool. That's like Jackie Chan style working with the objects in the room and the choreography is great. Dude, ton of fun. Recommend you guys watch it. Uh, if you're not opposed to some lesbian scenes, so, so which is my main issue with the movie. Otherwise, great. So the Atomic Blonde and James Bond and Jason Bourne are all in a room together. Who wins the fight? Uh, I think Bourne always wins all fights because I don't think he can lose. I guess we can throw Tom Cruise's character from Mission Impossible in there too. Yeah. Bourne still wrecks him. Doesn't he? No, who, I, who do you think? I think Jason Bourne wins this fight. I haven't seen the movie. I based on what you're saying though and what the trailers showed, I think the blonde comes out second. Yes, she does. And Bourne is not Bourne is not necessarily the same at the end of the fight. No, he's he's maimed. He's, he he's maimed. Definitely, he's get he has some long term issues to deal with. It's going to be bad for everybody. But yeah, no, I I love that conversation though. Having that with people, who wins I love in a fight it. I love this. it when people argue that James Bond wins that fight. I'm just like, get out of town. Get out of town. That is How the does most James crap. Bond win the fight because he's James Bond, man. I just got to say. So he's out romanticizing someone and so he never showed up for the fight is i mean that does what he I'm have hearing? a gun when he comes into this room is that how he won the fight he just never showed up because he was out romanticizing did he bomb the room i think that's that is ah, why he wins he, he never bombed. shows up he just bombs it he's just not there right and then kills everyone yep with a drone or something exactly exactly i mean case but closed mission impossible dude would do the same thing <sighs> Except yeah. he'd be climbing up the outside of the building using only Q-tips. He would, he would at least plant the bombs himself. Yes. He planted the bombs beforehand, then invited everyone mm-hmm. and had a mannequin stand in for him that looked realistic enough. It probably had a face mask exactly like him. Yeah, absolutely. With like a bodysuit that contained the heat needed it for like... just like a human. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. I mean, maybe animatronics Jason that might Bourne be going still too far... Killed <laughs> before he was yeah, blown up. Jason Bourne defused the bombs and still killed everyone. That's that's Jason Bourne. That's just how he rolls. He cased the joint three weeks earlier. He's been <laughs> he's been watching it. He has a bag of Cheetos that was gone two weeks ago. He's been, he's just he's sitting been there, there with a sniper rifle trained on there. <laughs> he never and, even showed and then up. He calls either. Tom Cruise and shoots him in the from head. the other <laughs> side of town. Is be like you need to straighten your tie. And then shoots him and walks away. That's. That's how that And then goes. Extreme Ways starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly uh, it. That's, that's why Jason Bourne wins every time. And Jack Sparrow has nothing to do with <laughs> yeah. it. But there was a fifth Pirates of the Caribbean he movie said that he I just need be to... There. He said he was going to be there, but he forgot because he was drunk at a bar. Yeah. Talk to us about Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean 5, because I'm trying to make Justice League as far away from possible as possible. You're the worst. The I want to talk about this I know so you bad. Do. I know you do. We've been dying all night. Oh, it's been so fun uh, for both of us. It has. It's just been a good night. You it's know? been a great night. Uh, but Pirates of the Caribbean 5. A red letter day. Jack... Jack is searching. Jack is a lost pirate after the ends of four. 
I don't even remember the end of that one. He um, was like, I thought he died at the bottom of the hell or something. Black Pearl was shrunk. Um, Blackbeard died. Yeah, Jack. Jack's been on land for a while, based on what I've seen. Hasn't been on like he's been on a ship, but it's a marooned ship. Hmm. It's, it's very weird. The the movie twists a lot and is kind of confusing. It's a it's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie ultimately. I'm not gonna get into the details of it really, because I like at the end of the movie you just don't care. Is it like Pirates of the Caribbean? Thoughts of a drunken pirate? The movie? No, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. I I genuinely think this is one of the better Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Really? But. Like, I think even if I watched the first Pirates of the Caribbean right now, it just wouldn't mean as much to me because it's just Johnny Depp's character at this point. Like, Jack Sparrow is Johnny Depp's character, so anything he does with it... there's The the film opens with them robbing a bank, and they actually pull the building off of its... And this building is going through town on horses, and it's very well done. The production is great, but the whole time I'm just un unimpressed by it because it's Pirates of the Caribbean and you just expect that at this point. They've had their like infinite growth paradigm craziness yeah, to where the so point nothing will impress they anyone. They pull a building, eh, they cut the sea in half. It's really visually very impressive to watch and Gibbs is trying to captain the ship as it goes along a knife's edge from falling down a cavern. Again, very cool, but the whole time you're just going... It's Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen, I've seen this already. Because like, nothing will top that slow mo of the captain walking down the stairs as the pieces of wood fly by him, and because that's just, yeah, or, it's craziness. Or like Always. Barbosa drinking out of a bottle, saying, "You better start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner, because you're in one." And the whole choreographed yep. pirate scene that yep. is going on out there. It's done it all. That series has done it all. And so you watch this one, and you're like, "Wow, this is." It's a really well done film, I feel, but it's just, it's okay. Now you're making me want to watch it. I didn't want to have to watch that film. I mean, if, it really ruined If you want to sit through a fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, oh, go for it. But goodness. it's, I would say it's probably like my second or third favorite Pirates movie, but the whole time I was watching it, I was mm. just distracted and. Pirates 1 still favorite? Kind of just going, oh yeah. Yeah. That movie is just kind of going. Uh, okay right <laughs> dead man's chest has a weird place for me like i just really like that one for some reason i like it too that's number two right yeah yeah it's that's like one movie. two five or one five two one of those two very cool but i just didn't feel like i wanted a pirates movie right now i hear you and i i don't think a lot of people wanted a pirates movie just, right now <laughs> i think their time has passed i think it has too which is sad because pirates are awesome but we need to reinvigorate the pirate genre if we're going to get another pirate movie. I think we need a different pirate at this point. Pirate Bebop? No, we need... <laughs> <laughs> the new hit anime? No. <laughs> <laughs> we need... I don't think we need Jack Sparrow if we're going to do Pirates of the Caribbean. And I think... Yeah. We need to move on. It's weird to say that. Um, but I feel like if we made a pirate movie without Captain Jack Sparrow... I think people would be more likely to see it at this point. Hmm. Just go in a different direction. Like, just give us Jerry Bruckheimer producing a really cool pirate movie that's just an adventure on the high seas that's not Jack Sparrow. It could be really cool. Get back back to the roots. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Instead of making a character piece. Yeah. Of what can Jack do now. Right. Because the original 
wasn't just a character piece about Jack Sparrow. That was a interesting drama about a number of different characters. And it did well because of it. There were a bunch of characters there that you really cared about. Orlando Bloom, Kate Winslet, or what is her name? Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Yeah. And uh, you had these three characters that were really, really cool characters. And then uh, the Captain of the Black Pearl. Oh, really great Barbosa. characters. Barbosa. He's great in this film, too. Jeffrey is Rush he? knocks it out of the park, I That's think. That's great. That's great. I thought he was very enjoyable. What about some of those hammy lines that were in the trailer? Like, did those play well on the screen? Uh, like, uh, you're thinking specifically of... Ship scene. Can you tell Captain Jack that? Can you bring that yeah, message to yeah. him? I don't remember if it actually did or not. Again, I was... I'm making this sound way better than I think it probably was at this point okay well how about you give your review of it i'll watch it at some point and then we can come back to it i i think it was a pretty solid film i give it like a three out of five 60 percent 65 percent something like that okay i enjoyed cars no i didn't enjoy cars three more but for some reason cars three would be higher for me (laughs) gotcha (laughs) i just the way they're reviews arbitrary. go, they're, they're arbitrary, arbitrary, dude. I, I never gave Atomic Blonde a, a star rating. No, you didn't. I, I realized think, that. I think that Atomic Blonde gets a four and a half. Really? That movie is incredible. That's, I like it better than Baby Driver. Ooh. Yeah. Bold words. Bold words, Them's my friend. fighting words. Uh, now I need friend. to watch it all the way through and see the ending. <laughs> but from how much I saw of it, four and a half. It's great. Are we actually going to do this now? Please let us do this. Moving on to the news. Uh, no, I'm joking. I will murder you. <laughs> Guys, we saw it. It came out. Steppenwolf Just attacked Earth. League. Is that a is that a spoiler? I don't think so. I think we have to talk about the villain. I don't think we the trailers. Okay, is it? Yeah. Steppenwolf? I mean, he was established in Batman v Superman. Oh, okay. So before we talk about the movie, plot synopsis. In the wake of the death of Superman, Batman, faced with a situation too big for him to handle on his own, teams up with Diana Prince to create a team of heroes. Which they never actually refer to as a Justice League, I don't think. Good for them. Good for them. Because every time I hear the title of the movie in the movie, I'm always like, well, let the credits roll. We're done here, boys. Have you you watched a lot of CinemaSins? No. Like every time the title of the film is in there, he's like, roll credits. (laughs) Yep. Roll credits. I want it to be done. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about the opening sequence of this film. The opening sequence of this film. I'm specifically, when I say I like that sequence, because I know a lot of people say, oh, this was the opening scene, but this was the opening scene. I'm talking about while the opening credits were rolling. Yes. The montage. It just shows a world without hope. I loved it so much. That montage built the world for me. The song behind it, so good. Yep. It was perfect. There was no better way for them to really bring you into the world because they didn't have all the time they needed to create that world. So they used this montage really effectively 
to kind of get you set set up, and it was perfect. And it establishes everyone's oh, mood. Like often, the song I, behind it, everybody right. knows by Sigrid. So often, I hate montages at the beginning of movies, but this was it. It was it was great. It was great. Um, and and it ended with a montage as well, which felt like a good ending. Yeah, and everything uh, uh, everything about the opening of this film, I really enjoyed. Uh, even even Batman chasing down the bug, right? It was so reminiscent it to felt, like it felt like it was a smaller moment for Batman. It was Batman being Batman fighting crime. Yeah, and I got that, and it, I was like, oh, yeah. This reminded me. It reminded me of the uh, you know Nolan days of Batman, where you're just getting little vignettes of what Batman's doing in his everyday life at the beginning of some of those movies, and it was it was great. I love I, I love the opening. It did a great job of setting it up, you know, and it, go ahead. It, it really felt political too, like almost like they were saying, you know, the death of Superman is like Obama not being president anymore. <laughs> did you get that feeling? Cause I, I didn't, I, I loved, I loved like the that. sign that just said, I tried in front of the homeless person. Like yeah. it wasn't give money, God bless anything like that. It was just. I that was tried. heartbreaking. That was rough to see. Yeah. It it felt very real. And then like the the Muslim deli and you know the white guys like spray painting and like kicking their oranges and stuff it was just like whoa. And, you're and just... I was going, "Oh, here comes Diana to save the day as Wonder Woman." Oh no. What Oh, we're just getting this real scene. I really thought well, I really thought someone was going to save that shop and it was just the cops arresting some guys yeah. as these people got their vegetables and, and fruit all kicked over and even everything. when wonder woman saved that bank didn't he say that there are a bunch of other bombs he said there's a bunch of us he didn't he said the next he said four city blocks are gonna blow but i think it was just gonna be that one bomb okay okay because i was like is the implied thing there that a bunch of other things blew up at the same time like is it i wish that would have happened because that would have like hit it home even more like how bad things were but it was still great and again wonder woman's a total badass absolutely oh so good so wonder woman is a badass batman felt weak Weak, really? I oh my! I loved word. it. Did you? I he, loved it. No, oh he gets man. He gets punched at one point, and like he, they show his bruises, and it made him human. It and did. it was such a good moment. Ben Affleck, I thought as Bruce Wayne was also really strong. I oh, really liked the Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne scenes. Loved it. Loved uh, it. I really liked. It. I I will agree. I I'm talking about that one scene in particular where they're fighting Steppenwolf in the cylindrical like thing, and he's just getting beaten by a bug. But Batman. Batman is still ultimately only a human. So once he gets yes. in his tank, he just starts mowing them all down. Yeah. It makes sense. That is that is more or less Batman. Right. I get it. And a bug that can fly, you like, don't want I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it was bad that he felt weak. Like I see how that came across. I feel like they portrayed him accurately in the situations that he was in. I, I don't feel like he thought things through enough for Batman. I feel like he needs to be way smarter. I'll agree with that. Way there smarter. Was, there was moments where I felt like he was thinking things through, like with bringing in the big gun. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that was such a cool moment because Megan was like, man, this Batman doesn't think things through. And then that happened. And she's like, Oh, I see now. (laughs) And we we were both like, okay, he's pretty smart. We're going to tiptoe around this movie because it has only been out like approximately a week, give or take. Yeah. About (laughs) less than a week now. I'm just saying, I don't know when I'm putting this out. Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. hundred percent time of recording it's been like four days yeah so we tried to watch this one as quick as we can and we're trying to get episodes out to you guys absolutely but we are going to try to to tiptoe around because there's a lot of really cool moments in here that if aquaman yes so so we've established batman feels weak but it's like the right kind of weak agreed he's he's powerful when his inventions are with him and they're doing what they're supposed to do bruce wayne is suave perfect rich way better way better than batman v superman bruce wayne i didn't really see him hanging out around with the monkey mucks in this as much which i would have liked to have just one scene of him with in a, a party or mucks, something like at a party yeah i hope we get like an extended cut or something it where we get nice. some of that that'd be cool uh they were actually told they couldn't make a movie longer than two hours so i wouldn't mind seeing possibly a longer movie yeah i wouldn't either i wouldn't either I would like to see Diana and Wayne. At a party? Oh my gosh, dude. I want it so bad. <laughs> so, so Aquaman. Let's talk about what, Aquaman. What do you think of Aquaman? We're just going to go down the list of characters, I, what we thought of them. They're played by Jason Momoa. He was so cool, dude. He was so cool. I, like, I, I don't know if I like him, but he is so cool. I loved bruce constantly throwing at him you can talk to fish right that was like his made through line that was was, that was uh that was one of the things like that made aquaman not that great for me i was like so he's a guy who talks Talks to to fish fish and swims really well yeah and then i played injustice and i was like oh he like skewers a guy on his spear then summons a shark and then like the shark eats the character and i and later on in the movie i feel like you get some of that awesomeness with aquaman but at the beginning you're like i mean you do swim very fast and you do you do rescue people from water yes and like you're taking care of small villages on the coasts of european towns or russian towns i guess looks cooler than he actually is agreed agreed especially (laughs) with when he's like diving off of the dock and you get this like giant like and he just like downed an entire bottle like, of whiskey yes, yes. and you're, you're just, just like, like drinking the whiskey oh, and the dude, dives James underwater. Dean is here. You, you're, I was so impressed. I was so impressed. But again, like I said, I don't like, like him a lot. He was just portrayed very cool. Yes. Like I cool. Agree with that. He was cool. Cool. He was cool. Cool. Yeah, he exactly. Was, he was hashtag deal with it. Shades. Oh my God. Yes, he was just like, oh, the so character. Good. Yeah, the character was great. And Very sometimes, cool. sometimes hashtag deal with it, the character isn't necessarily what you wanted there. It's not, but I, I it don't, was a team. I don't and think so there was there enough was, of that to. No, I. Th- I agree. I agree. There yeah. wasn't enough of that to really cause conflict. Exactly. There wasn't enough of oh, I'm just cool to make it weird. It was just like that's his character, and then it worked really well with the team, and they played off of each other. And then the scene with Diana's whip, oh my, or uh, uh, lasso, oh yes, so good. That's a good scene. Oh, 
all of the jokes landed, really worked. Landed really, worked. really well for me. Cyborg. Yeah, let's talk about Cyborg. Oh, man, dark Cyborg. Cool, interesting origin story. Kind of leading up into other things, maybe? Maybe. I don't, I don't know much about Cyborg. Like, beyond just this film. Yeah. His Teen Titans is my experience. <laughs> power set continues to grow, it feels like. like right. He was, he Exponentially. Was, he was one of the unestablished... He felt a little conven- plot convenient at times to me. It was oh, like, yeah. He was a plot device for so sure. So, I can do this. And I was like, oh, you... How, you, how do you, you know can? you can do this? What? But it was established... It was almost established that plot device would be his character trait at the very beginning of the film. Yeah. Because your introduction to him is, I'm constantly n- learning new things, Dad. Like, now I can fly. Yesterday, I couldn't. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Oh, so. And he also said, there's a language in my mind that I can't understand. And then he's able to understand it, like, halfway through the movie, which they don't actually say. But I'm glad they don't, because overall, I think they did a lot of over-explaining in this film, there was a lot of like, here's exactly what we're going to do in this battle. And then it'll just be like a two minute scene of them explaining it. The best part of that was it felt like the specific battles. It never ended up going that way though. Like the basic points of the plans would, but not necessarily. Okay. Okay. Like, don't you think, like, the final battle, how he was saying, I'm going to separate the cube? Did you like this movie? I love this movie. Okay. I had a great time. I had so much fun at this film. Like, we we just had to get to that point. It's... Every time I brought it up, you're like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I actually thought you were going to be like, this wasn't... I I had so much fun. I did, too. This was a blast. I did, too. It is my... I think it might be my favorite DCEU film. It is for me, and but one I'm thing I will decide. say. So, so I might be getting ahead of myself here, and if I am, just let me know. But it'll be reflected in the box office. This film didn't necessarily do that well, and I will say that throughout the film, I was having a blast. But the whole time, I was going, "People aren't seeing this because it's it's Avengers with different characters," and I hate me all you want, DC fans. I want to watch a good movie. This was a good movie. Absolutely. That I felt like I've already seen before to an extent. And so I think that's really one of the main reasons why it just hasn't been, it didn't make as much money here. When I was walking out of the theater, the biggest thought in my mind was, wow, it feels like I just saw Ultron. Danny Elfman did do the score again. (laughs) <laughs> Danny Elfman did the score which was nice because we had the bugs which were like flying the around. robots okay we had the Russian city wow it felt like Ultron and a lot that's interesting the planning beforehand all of it all of it felt a lot even the montage at the beginning was reminiscent not to the beginning of the film, but to kind of some things that happened. And it, it was, I, it, hmm. there were a lot of similarities, which aren't bad. I feel like it was a better film than Ultron, personally. Same final director? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So like, it makes sense that it was. I could feel Joss Whedon's hand in this. 
because it was a good movie? I'm not <laughs> saying Zack Snyder can't make a good movie. I mean... I haven't seen 300. I've heard great things about 300. I've heard pretty good things about 300. I haven't seen Watchmen. I've heard it's pretty good, too. You've seen um, The Owls of Gahul, right? Nope. I haven't movie. seen Guardians of Gahul. The only yeah, Zack yeah. Snyder movies I think I've seen are actually Batman v Superman. I haven't seen... The only one that I've and I guess seen... He did Superman... Or Man of Steel. Man of Steel, too, right? Yeah, I think so. No, maybe. I kind of I enjoyed know. that. Yeah, Man of Steel is my second favorite right after this. Not Wonder Woman. Yeah, not, not Wonder Woman. Really? Wonder Woman's right after Man of Steel. Interesting. Uh, Wonder Woman felt too formulaic for me. It was a it was a set piece war film. It was kind of interesting. I liked I like Man of Steel better. I get you. Yep. I I understand where you're coming from there. So, do you want to talk box office before we do ratings, or ratings then box office? I'm glad that we both liked it. Like, I am I really, too. Like even as we're introducing the characters, I'm going. I think you liked this more than I thought he did. We haven't talked and about Flash. Let's talk about Flash. Exactly the Flash. Because that was where I thought you were just going to come crashing down on me, so that's why I had to know if you liked it or not before. I hear, I hear, I hear. Let's get back to it. Because the Flash is a make or break character, I feel, for this film. Absolutely. Like, if you don't like the Flash, don't think you're going to like this film. Yep. I really liked him. I was funny. His jokes landed. Perfect. He wasn't unbelievable. He was awkward. He was very believable. He was very believable. uh, He felt like a real character in a crazy situation. He was... I I thought his lightning was a bit over electric. Oh my gosh, there was so much lightning (laughs) everywhere. And then it sparked too. I didn't understand the sparking, like the orange sparking. Yeah, like as he's running through the Batcave when they first get there, there's sparks Sparks everywhere. And I was going, what? Why is he not just starting fires all the time? Yeah, exactly. That didn't make any sense. But, but it was very impressive looking. And you know what I also Messy really... at times. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But what I also really, really liked is they didn't overdo the slow-mo. There was one scene in particular that wasn't bad. It was just it felt like it had been done. And that was because with slow-mo, you can only do so much with it mm-hmm. before it starts looking the same. X-Men. Yep, X-Men running around in a circle in a circular area. Yep. And then just moving Having something. flashbacks. That was... <laughs> But it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't. It was it such a perfectly. short thing, too, yeah. that it didn't ruin. Like, it wasn't like, and it now we're going to have this giant dance it sequence. It built on the moment. Yeah. It, they didn't use it to make a joke or something like that. It just built on the action scene that they were creating. Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf looked really good in this film, too. Like, for being mostly CG, you know, I, I thought he looked really good. He looked good. I didn't really like his character design. I agree, but like the wrinkles and everything, I thought he would look worse when they zoomed. He when they did a close good. up, I was like, "Dang!" Yeah the the tech the tech behind it was pretty dang spot on. A lot better than Batman v Superman. Oh wow! Yeah, Cave Troll. I forgot. Sorry, I just that it's terrifying. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. This movie is far and away better than that film just on like editing basis production quality and design story was on easy to understand i didn't get confused 
but it had enough like intrigue and interest to kind of keep me going. And the action scenes were great. Like we even have a very standout moment like we did in BVS with the Wonder Woman reveal in this that we're not going to talk about, but was incredible and gave you that just awesome feeling. Absolutely. And absolutely it just leaves you kind of blown away for a while after that scene because you're just like wow this is crazy uh and we're not gonna spoil any of this and i think we're probably unless ben wants to talk about a whole lot more do you have anything else to say the only other thing i have to say and i briefly mentioned the danny elfman to the score Mm. if you listen to this score i don't know if you can necessarily hear it on the soundtrack itself but i'm listening to it and i'm going that's that's batman 1989's theme that's everything of, was worked it was in there. just a hint of it it wasn't a lot of it it was mm. just a hint and it was perfect oh it was just the right amount of it it was so yeah. good i love the score score was really it was good. really strong they worked in everybody's themes mm-hmm. everybody's themes got in there everybody's and it wasn't intrusive themes and they gave mm-hmm. us some different themes we got superman wonder woman batman uh we even got new stuff for flash and it's cool it's all, really cool all cool i really really enjoyed this film Let's do star ratings. Four out of five. Four out of five. Four out of five. Four out of five. Solid, fun film. Ah, Go see it, guys. So relieved. I am unbelievably relieved. (laughs) It's a a little disappointing. It only made 93 million opening weekend. But you know. Domestically, 258 internationally. Yeah, domestically, 93, 258 international. So China's loving it, apparently. China really likes it, which doesn't surprise me. Not at all. Um, this and just I, strikes me as something that they would like. I hope they don't lose buckets and buckets. I hope of money. not too, because they don't deserve that. I, uh, and it's not that I don't want to see other superhero movies. Like I, I had a friend of mine post on Facebook, an article talking about they lo- they didn't make as much money as they thought they would. And he's like, it's cause we're oversaturated with superhero movies. And maybe we are. I don't think we are yet though. Cause I'm still either. seeing every single one as they come out. I am too. So, and so I went and saw Thor last I'm still week, having a great time. And I'm having a great time. Thor was a completely different movie. Yeah. I think what they really just needed to do is it has nothing to do with superheroes. It has everything to do with how you make the movie, what the tone is that you're going for. If the and not Fast making and the Furious this formulaic Marvel stuff. movie, if, if the Fast and the Furious was like quality movies, everyone would go see them. Wait, they go see those anyway. Uh, har 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 well no they do they do um i was trying to think of something but that you were actually you you thought that was an example okay no i was i I was trying to think of an example you know right right like if if you make a good film people will watch it usually rip blade runner which we're going to talk about later that's true hmm it depends man it really does it really depends and if you make a good movie people want to see, they'll go see it. And they'll yes. tell their friends about it. But they if have you to make a see good it. movie. So do you think that more Oscar movies would get sequels if they if they did better in theaters? No. No. No, because why first off, why would you want to make a sequel of Birdman? Why not? But why? So that the Oscar movies are such a heart and soul, like 
outpouring from the creators of them to make them as good as they are. Okay, maybe that's you... so. Let me finish my thought. That that often these people don't want to go back to them. They don't want to remake a remake. And then when it does happen, this is a corporation pushing it through. So you're not going to get the same quality that you had the original the first time because the passion for it isn't there. And sometimes you do, but that is rare. Running off of Birdman, though, maybe you just focus on one of the other characters instead. Spinoff stories? Of Michael Keaton's. I, yeah. I hear you. Like, there's a lot of good characters in that that have very, I don't know, interesting stories, each and every one you. of them. I get it. I, just, I could see f- a movie for each of those characters. I mean, I could see... I, c- I can't see a rev. I was going to say Revenant, and that was hilarious because absolutely not. <laughs> I can't see a Revenant movie. Huh, me neither. <laughs> that's a that's a callback joke from long ago. Look, I've, long I've been ago. bringing up Revenant throughout the year. It's It's been a thing I bring up every it's now true. and then. We even talk about it when we're away. I should watch uh, that movie again. You really should. <laughs> you should actually see it this time. <gasps> I fell asleep watching that one, didn't I? Yeah. No, your contacts were itching or something and you could you thought it was blurry. The whole thing. That's true. You thought the entire movie was blurry and I was like that's like not true at all. And you're like, "No, it's blurry, man." I'm like, "Okay, wow." Like no? Is my reality something that you could just like give me here now? No, no, no. It's just it's funny. I'd watch a sequel to like most every Quentin Tarantino movie. Obviously, because those Or a movie, spin-off movie for mo- every single one of those characters. Oh, Except so good. I don't need a kill I don't need Kill Bill sequels or anymore. No, I think Kill Bill like is nicely wrapped up. Kill Bill is one movie in two volumes. I thought it was three. Aren't there three? Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2. You're right. Yeah. Because at the is. end of Volume 2, she kills Bill. It's it's one movie. He just didn't want to make a four-hour long movie. Six-hour long movie. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I a five-hour long movie. I think that this argument is just ridiculous. If we're going to get a sequel, we're getting a sequel. And if we're not, we're not. I don't understand like arguing... Blade Runner. Why did we get a sequel? Because 30 years later... 40 years later. Why? Why? I don't know. They're studio decisions. Maybe the IP was going to go into like fair use or something or uh, that. I don't know. That's actually a legitimate possibility. (laughs) It was an old movie. A fair use IP is a dangerous thing for a studio. I don't know how long it is. I don't think it's a 30 year gap, though. I think it's longer than that, isn't it? I think so. I think it's like 60 years, isn't it? 60 or 70? It's a pretty long I span. I want to say... Yeah, I'll have to... We'll have to look into that. Yeah. But I don't know why we got another Blade Runner. And it didn't do well. Maybe in the you know the testing of audiences, a lot of people said they would go see a movie if it was made because they were fans of the original. But... Uh, a lot of people haven't seen the original of that film. It was kind of a cult classic. I don't... Yeah. Well, and did you hear NR2 is confirmed doing a Dune remake? Hmm. So I guess NR2 is becoming our incredible remake man, which I'm I'm fine with. 
And R2 is making a remake now, too? Not in R2. Uh, Villeneuve. Danny Villeneuve is doing the remake of Dune. Okay, I'd watch that. I, I would, too. Seeing what he did with Blade Runner, I would definitely watch a Dune movie. Danny Villeneuve is a really my good My favorite director. director of the year? He's my second favorite director. Who's your favorite director this year? Edgar Wright. You like, you're like on a love affair journey it's through the not, love boat of time with this this guy. It's not just this year though. Like Edgar Wright's, no, I, I love you. his film. He's great. Denny definitely is like second for me. Probably Arrival, Sicario, Sicario, Blade Runner. I'd have to watch any of his other films. I mean, no one's still my top favorite, but Villeneuve is my second. See, I think Edgar Wright is actually my favorite director, just in general. And it's nuts. Villeneuve might be my favorite for this year. He is my favorite for this year. I don't know. The Baby Driver was so good. But it wasn't as good as the rest of his other films, I don't think. Edgar Wright is uh, my favorite writer of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't keep track of writers, so I, I don't know. Are we are we done with this topic of sequels and I mean we just talked about how my computer sounds like someone shaving in my basement. So I think we are. I think we're done. I don't I think you're right. I think there's probably not really any way of saying a definitive other than a studio it's, saying yes. Exactly. It's all the money. If the if they think the money's there, it's probably going to get made. Incredibles if, two took thirteen years to get there. It's true, and there would have been money. So I think for some companies that really care about their products, like Pixar, Incredibles, it has more to do with if they want to do it. Brad Bird straight up said back years ago, Incredibles two will never be made unless I feel it is a story worth telling. Exactly. And that was Pixar's established mantra until they were bought by Disney. Uh, and I think that you see that with their with their uh with their sequels for the most part. I don't think that any of those stories necessarily needed to be told. I don't think we needed to know how Mike met Sully. I don't think we needed to know what Mater would do in Tokyo when confronted by Wasabi. No, but I don't think that the, you know, the Pixar ethos has been lost completely. I think that Disney, it's not a coincidence that Pixar has done nothing but sequels since the buyout of Disney, but they also created, they've created a lot of stories worth telling. They have created what is by almost all people considered the best original story ever for animated film. And that is Up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say yes. Up, Ratatouille, everything post-Cars is a Disney film. So is post the Disney purchase. Moana, Up, Ratatouille. Moana is a Disney movie. What? Yeah. That's So crazy. then you start blurring your lines. You do. Because Pixar's Brave. Brave is a Pixar movie. Zootopia is not a Pixar See, movie. Pix- like Brave? It was good. It was good. It wasn't 
I don't know. I, I think a it, lot of people considered it wasn't necessarily Pixar standards. I don't think it was. I think there's been a couple. Wally. I don't after think Disney that bought there them. is a. It's a coincidence that they are making an incredible movie. Uh, a sequel now. I don't think it is either. I think that the. I think. I think that the market is right though right now. I agree, and I think that has a huge amount to do with it. I think people are really hungry. And it's, who knows, maybe Brad Bird just woke up and was like, yo, I got to tell this story and this family would be perfect. I got to talk with John. You know, I don't, maybe. I'm guessing, I'm guessing John Lasseter would be who you would talk with there. Probably. Who else? If, if, you're, might be, if you're the writer if you're of Incredibles, Pixar, probably. If you're working with Pixar, probably. Yeah. And then we're getting Coco. They tell some really cool stories. Inside out. Inside out. They do. Okay. They look, the track record is still great. We come back to this every (laughs) once in a while. We're like, Pixar, calm down on you guys. And we look back at their track record and we're like, why are we down on them? I don't understand it. Because they haven't made great sequels. They don't make great sequels. Like even Finding Dory. Which makes sense. It was an okay movie. It was an okay movie. But it was Finding Nemo done with Dory. I feel like all of the sequels are Disney. And the originals are all Pixar. And they're one of the last studios in my mind that makes almost nothing but original. That's true. They only Nobody have, else does that. They only have like, what, five sequels actually that yeah. were released theatrically? Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, which Toy Story 3, oh, heartstrings. We got sir. Monsters. I Inc. guess we have six once the cars incredibles too because we have two, two cars, cars two toy story two toy story a monsters inc monsters inc and a uh, finding dory and then so it's the seventh one will be incredibles too yeah out of a bunch of original stories and many people also think toy story 3 is one of their best movies so like the sequels can be good <laughs> they i'm not saying that they can i'm just saying that they make a lot of original stuff and we don't get that with the, you know, blockbuster milking the franchise to death. Fast Fast and Furious 9? What? Fat Iron Man 4? Huh? It, what? <laughs> huh? I don't... Neither of those, to the best of my knowledge, have been confirmed yet. Fast and Furious 9? Oh, it's in the making right now. They're probably filming it currently. Oh, it's I disgusting. don't know. Vin Diesel cannot stand The Rock. And like they're they're having lots of cast drama right now. Are they? Yeah. So once uh, whoever died, just kind of downhill. I guess. Yeah. They kept them together. Paul Walker kept them together. Rip. <laughs> oh, we're so. Oh, all right. Let's we're talk. All over the place. <laughs> Editing will be fun. Oh, it's gonna be great. Let's talk about trailers. We we've had a couple really clean examples of what, trailers that to, gave away moments. To be fair, we're not talking about the latest trailers that have come out. We're going to talk about trailers just in general. Yeah. As 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 public viewers of them. Avid trailer viewers, I would say. I'd agree with that. We we watch a lot most trailers. So I had three trailers before Justice League. Yeah. I had a trailer for a movie called Samson, which was just 
odd coming out of nowhere and really Biblical surprised movie. me. That I don't it's know how it got out. there. Uh, <laughs> Matinee showing older crowd maybe. We have the new Dwayne Johnson movie, Justice League or <laughs> Rampage. Yes, just mm-hmm. I mean, he is going to be in a Justice in a DC movie. Is he? Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be Black Adam in Shazam. I mean, he's big enough for it. That makes sense. And I think Shazam is going to be played by John Cena. John Cena! So we're getting John Cena versus The Rock. I mean, that's going to be... We've seen that fight before, haven't we? I don't like the cast of that at all. I think John Cena is who it is. I don't like the cast of that at all. I'd rather have Magic Mike XL, uh, Channing Tatum. I don't know who's going to be Shazam when he's a kid. I don't know. I think John Cena can play an 11-year-old who who's an adult. Well, that's a harsh burn, dude. No, no. I, I think you're right, though. I'm being I'm being serious. I think, no, I, I think I agree. it'll work really well. It's just... It could work really well. I think you're right. It could it could work. I I hate both of those people like with a passion. You know that I dislike The Rock, right? You understand this. I did not know this. Yes, you did. We've talked about that on the podcast. Okay. I have an avid dislike for The Rock in almost everything he does. I think he just is like generic BS. I dis I dislike everything about him. Guys, it was really fun doing this podcast. We will miss you all. <laughs> Why are we, what? Are you killing me now? Are you killing the, what's happening here? I just think you killed our audience. Look, they, you guys the can deal with The Rock is it. loved by everyone. That's great. I think he's a terrible actor. I think he's a terrible actor. I said it. That's what I think. I also think that Harrison Ford's kind of weird whenever he acts. His face does weird things. I don't like him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, but trailers. <laughs> After Rampage, we <laughs> I want to make a fool of myself a little bit longer. Come on, <laughs> let me at it. After the Rampage trailer, we had uh, which is about like an ape. What is the name of that movie? Ready Player One. RPO. And that just struck me while I'm sitting there, getting ready to watch a movie that I have. No idea going into whether or not I'm going to like it based on the trailers. Yeah. How much does a trailer have to show you before it's too much? What's the sweet spot for a trailer showing you where it's enough that you'll watch it, but not so much that they're like, oh, yeah, we just ruined our movie. Because I watched Samson, and Samson actually, this is legitimately the entire trailer. It is shots of an army running. Then it cuts to just words over a screen and like hair. Then it cuts to this army again, cuts back to the hair with words in front of it. Then it cuts back to this army words. This time there's like scissors cutting the hair. Have you seen that like that trailer sins YouTube thing? Then it shows possibly. uh, Then it shows like, Samson doing some stuff actually because they finally said his name so they show Samson like breaking stuff and doing all sorts of big strongman stuff but they still keep cutting back to this army running towards something 
And then the payoff of the trailer, I thought this was actually very interesting. Okay. Because then they've shown Samson doing some stuff, and then they show Samson holding a jawbone, which is an established thing that he does in the Bible. Is he? I thought you were going to establish, and I'm like, uh, the Bible? No, Are no, we no. talking about the Bible here? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like uh, uh, the hit TV show, Samson. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Like, the Bible says that he used that in the past. Sure, 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 was sure. a jawbone. And then it shows him using that as a weapon to slay this army that's been running towards him this whole time. And it cut, it's, it looks very please gruesome. Tell me that, please tell me this is directed by Mel Gibson. Is I this directed by Mel Gibson? I didn't catch it. I <sighs> walked in, I walked in, like, as the Welcome to Our Theater thing was running. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm sitting down, the Samson trailer had started. Don't know what it's rated. Didn't catch the director. I know it comes out like February 16th. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Bruce McDonald and Gabriel Sabloff, starring Billy Zane. Uh, coming out in 2-16-18, I guess. Yeah, so February 16th. And it was just very interesting because I was like, hmm, I probably won't go see that. But it didn't. I didn't feel like I'd been shown anything. I just know the story of Samson. Sure. Well, I, you don't really need to show much because it's Samson. Delilah right? wasn't mentioned at all. They did show, like like I said, they showed like his hair getting cut by scissors briefly. That's a big moment. But it, but it was just literally just hair and scissors with words in front of it. Like, it was, it was a very Ugh, odd trailer. Gross. So I'm coming off that. I'm going, oh, that's probably not going to see that. But that was an interesting, you know trailer yeah, yeah. then they show this trailer for rampage which is dwayne johnson is a friend to animals because they get him more than people do mostly a giant ape the a gorilla white, a white gorilla a white gorilla named george also george kind of looks cute i kind of want to be friends He's with adorable. george he does, they do sign language white together george, yeah I, my heart broke oh, slightly it was so cute it was like oh are you okay like sign- and then genetic great. mutation happens and he gets big, and there's a giant wolf like That's tackling a helicopter. Just tackle, tacked into the trailer. He's like, "Oh, we didn't tell you about, about the thirty the wolf? foot wolf." Cut to like cut wolf to a thirty foot wolf running through the woods, of jumping a giant at a helicopter. Range, like at a- <laughs> this movie looks ridiculous, amazing, but I feel like I've already seen it. Agreed. Just from watching the trailer, I was like, oh, and that's going to happen. And oh, he's already established he's a friend of George. George is hurting. It's going to be him against the world. And they're going to do a. He's going to like do something with George. And George and is going to like save pound him. their chests at some point. Or maybe and... like Dwayne Johnson will get wounded and George will save him. Save him or and, something. Uh, look, this is generic. This is it's like. Super generic. Looking. This is like earthquake la movie whatever that was it is directed by the san andreas director oh my goodness get out of town who keeps giving this guy films to make he's just he loves the rock so much got the giant man crush i mean if you get to work with him why not he's the one of the biggest stars in hollywood currently whether you like him or not i suppose Uh, you don't have to remind me of that he he sells he doesn't sell tickets because stars don't sell tickets anymore. That's sad. No, okay, so so I felt like I'd already seen this film, and then I had the trailer for Ready Player One, which I've seen countless times because it's my most excited, my most anticipated movie of next year. I feel like I'm gonna get a a Dark Tower film out of Ready Player One. By the way, I have just a horrible feeling. But and that's you could be right. Aside, but I mean Steven Spielberg. 
Exactly. That's my only hope. <laughs> so, which he's made so many films, people kind of gloss over his bad ones, but he does have bad films. He's made a number of bad films. Um, but so what? But is, Ready Player One, like just watching that film, made right. me read the book. Like it just, I read a book because of a trailer. Great. The trailer is great. And, and it, doesn't it doesn't reveal anything, anything having read the book. It shows you the face of the main character. Establishes that he lives in a crappy world. Right. And the Oasis exists. And, and a the number, Oasis is limitless. And like one Easter egg that only if you had read the book would you understand at the end of that trailer. And if you pause frame by frame, there's a couple other Easter eggs in there's there. There's a bunch. Like the DeLorean and there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there. But that's not an Easter egg. Exactly the DeLorean being in there? Yeah. No, I don't think it is. But it's perfect because these are just shots. They're just random shots that are really cool, and they picked them because they're cool. And I'm okay with picking cool shots. What I'm not okay with is giving you plot points. When people start putting plot points in a trailer, like, perfect example, Hulk reveal in Thor Ragnarok. That is a major plot point. That changes the course of the movie. I don't need to see that in my trailer. That's true, because up until that point, Thor is actually kind of depressed yeah. and alone. It ch completely changes, and then it changes your perspective going into the movie because you know that's going to happen. And when you start giving away plot points, I dislike it. I didn't get the Samson trailer when I was watching Justice League. I got the new uh, Pacific Rim 2 trailer. That trailer is long, and it is, they're basically explaining what's happening right now, showing you the face of every main character, and then showing you what I assume to be a bunch of the battles that they're going to be in, and like the cool scenes where they're all like teaming up and doing awesome things. I'm like, I don't, I want that to be in the movie seeing some of this, like, you can show me the cool battle, like the battle happening, but showing me like long shots of them like getting up and getting in their suits and all this like, I'm like, I shouldn't be seeing any of this. Is this the main monster you're battling for this movie? This looks like the main monster for the entire movie and you're showing it to me right now. That is, that is my definition of garbage trailer making. So what about most viewed... Most viewed animated trailer ever. Incredibles 2. It's Jack-Jack running around. He's shooting into the wall the Incredibles logo. Yeah. And then, like, Bob picks him up, says, you have powers. You but have the baby powers. farts, sneezes, and burps all at the same time, which also causes powers to happen all to se sequentially. Yeah. He shoots lasers, bursts into flame, and... Does and one other thing. Fire comes out of something. Yeah. And then he like burns a hole right down the middle of Mr. Incredible's hair. He turns and looks at the camera and then it says Incredibles 2 coming summer. Basically, they're showing us what we've already seen. There's they're letting us know. The only thing we know now is that the family knows that if Obviously. you knew nothing about the film prior to, like if you just knew Incredibles 2 was coming. Right. What this told us was. It's extremely close to the end of the first film. Yep. The family now knows Jack-Jack has powers. Yep. We're still with this family. Perfect. That's all you know. That is an it's intro. The most, it's the most viewed animated trailer ever. 
Yeah. So, like, it just makes me wonder, you know, how much do you need to put in? What is the sweet spot? Like, what what would they need to put in Rampage for you to points, watch it? But those aren't... I'm probably going to watch Rampage because it looks ridiculous. Rampage does look ridiculous. And I and love it. And you saw San Andreas. <sighs> Even in theaters. I feel betrayed right now, guys. I feel betrayed. <laughs> you reviewed it on this podcast. <laughs> Regrettable moment. Uh, I, uh, Rampage does look ridiculous. The line, <laughs> the line where he's like, "Well, now all we need is a giant crocodile," and then the crocodile shows up yes. out of the water. Oh you're my like, goodness! I hope that's exactly how that's done in the film. I hope just, it's just I hope like it's jump exactly cuts. Like that, it's like jump cuts to like crazy garbage happening all over the. I, I can't wait. Dude, I can't wait. I want every... I want there to be, like, giant bunnies, like, toppling skyscrapers. I want it to be ridiculous. I want it to be ridiculous. So you don't want a monster mayhem movie. You want a monster chaos movie. Oh, oh, like a monster chaos comedy. That is what I want out of this film. You're not getting that. You're getting a disaster movie that has three monsters in it. Only three? I'm pretty sure it's going to be the giant wolf, the gorilla, and the crocodile. And well, gorilla's gonna win. Yeah, because like, a gorilla can like rip the crocodile in half, and he can communicate with human human nature, humanity, <laughs> sign language, my friends. Which frightens me a little bit that like we can teach monkeys how to actually sign, and that they understand What's language. What's more frightening though, completely. monkeys understanding language, or Facebook and Google talking to themselves in a different dude. Language? That is the scariest garbage. Okay, guys, you got to look this up. Facebook has had to shut down their AI like three different times because it keeps creating its own language that the like the developers of the AI can't understand. And so they're like, oh, this is bad. Let's turn it off. And then they turn it back off and then they turn it on again. You would have thought they would have learned, but they can't stop it from making its own language. It's so frightening. Oh, oh. But we all know AI will so trigger power to survive. Do what? Like we can just always unplug everything. That's the hope. What do you mean? <laughs> do you not understand how computers work and electricity? Do you want me to go kill your power well, and have you try and turn this computer thing. on? You have to make sure that you can unplug it. And you also have to make sure that it has zero access to networking capabilities. Turn off your router. Well, put it in a black box where it doesn't even have radio signal. Or anything. Okay. Be frightened. AI is scary. Anyways. Anyways. I what, thought what AI was a pretty about? good movie. I'm so triggered. You're just the worst. Get out of here. Let's talk about the... Tri- okay. So what is too much... I think that for a generic new IP, you can be more detailed. I think you need more. I think you need more about the film to get people to come. Baby Driver. Baby Driver's first trailer. Was basically the best scene in the movie. In the trailer. And that was all showed pretty much. Like, that's okay. I think that was fine. Yeah. I was... That it didn't established show the you, characters. It established what kind of action you're dealing with. Kind of your basic plot-ish. Like what, what you're going to be doing in the movie. So 
I mean, I, I think that's perfect. I think there really is a balance you can find where you're not giving away too much. And I, I think like with Incredibles 2, you don't have to get give away almost anything and people are going to come and flock to the theaters. But when you have this monster movie or like the new mummy movie, you need to give a little little bit more away. Give a little bit did more of like the characters. Mummy? I forgot. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought I so. thought it was okay. I like I like the universal the dark universal universe or whatever they're calling it. The monster universe. I think it's I, I guess. think it is dark universe. I think it's dark universe. Universal's though. dark universe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. They have a black logo and all kinds of stuff. I think they may have scrapped that already. What do you think? What do you think? I <laughs> I already brought up Baby Driver. I think I think that's a good good amount of for a new IP to go for. Yeah, and I would I I'm gonna throw in the Mummy. I'm gonna throw in pretty much any any new movie. Samson can establish itself because Samson is Samson. Mm-hmm. Samson has the name behind it, right? Like, but so, but to give it like a perfect example, Pacific Rim Two already established could have built off of it, and yet you give a huge plot synopsis. Was that film very uh, well-received initially? Like, Pacific Rim 1? very well-known? Pacific Rim? Yeah. It the was, first Pacific Rim, was it really... Uh, I thought it was pretty big at the time. So... I thought... Would it have worked? John Boyega's in that, right? No. Finn? I thought, I thought no. John Boyega was in that movie. He's not. Hmm. Okay, so... Would it have worked for just like one of the main characters to be shown maybe, I don't know, in a briefing about something, walking down a hallway and then just getting in a Jaeger? I think like like a hallway shot and like then maybe a giant, the- like, like one of those sweeping up shots of the character like silhouetted by the giant Jaeger and then... Pacific Rim 2, bam, like 30-second teaser. And then you release another trailer that gives a little bit more away. Maybe, like, some flashes of a battle. Two months before the movie comes out. Yeah. Two two months? I I think teasers are becoming too much. I I really do. Like, I think Incredibles 2... Pacific Rim coming out? Had the right teaser trailer. I'm not sure. I I think Incredibles 2 had the right amount for a teaser trailer. But I feel like a lot of people say teaser trailer and then we get a 3 to 4 hour movie or a 3 to 4 minute trailer. Yeah. Exactly. It's not teasing, it's telling. It is a it is a 3 at 3 minute 40 second extended trailer. It comes out March 23rd. So this is our announcement. This might be one of two trailers we get until TV spots start coming I out. I hope so. Them. Because filmmaker, it feels like we're getting trailers a lot closer to release now. I think that they learned a lot from... What was the movie that the hype killed it? It, it, it died. The hype died. We talked about it last year. Do you remember this? Where the hype was crazy, 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 and then right before 
it just kind of died. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what that movie was, but I think they learned from that because it was a huge failure. Huge, huge. I think it was Batman v Superman. It it was. It was Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman had a bunch of trailers for it too, and it got crazy overhyped. And then we stopped seeing that as much right afterwards. I was it was extended too. We had a trailer eight months before that movie. I think I was also Something thinking insane. about uh, what's the name of the chick with the Suicide Squad? Harley Quinn. Suicide. No, Suicide Squad also was an overhyped. Yeah, it was. Like, I think DC really. Everybody just, needs to see ugh. this. They kind of vomited out the trailers for a while. They were putting out a lot. But to me, Spider-Man felt that way, but then delivered, so it was okay. Yeah, I didn't like the trailers, though. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I thought they gave away too much. Like, it was it was a good movie. And then it didn't actually give away that much when you... It did, and it didn't. Like, you had a different reaction to that trailer than I did. It just gave away that Iron Man was part of the film and a bunch of these other things that... Again, I already knew those because I look at film news and... Sure, like, but average viewer or me who doesn't like try and look at film news because I think it's bloated nonsense in an industry built around rumors uh, think that you shouldn't reveal some of that stuff, but I don't know. In other news, Insert Celebrity Z got together with Insert Celebrity Y... Sequel confirmed. That's pretty much what. In other news, director X was asked about movie Y, says he might think about it. That's an article. That's like that's like 17 articles every week. That is film news. I hate it. That's why we don't do film news anymore. But I, I think. But that's, you know what was newsworthy? What was what was newsworthy? We saw one thing that we thought was kind of cool. We did. The Dracula, one of the two surviving Dracula posters from 1931. <laughs> Why are you establishing a voice now? Because it sound. I don't know. It sounds appropriate. Why are you questioning my voices? I will always question your voices. When I sound like a crazy person with like split personality, but no one knows, only you. And you question the, the voices. voices. <laughs> I will question all your voices. Guys, I'm definitely not schizophrenic. Um, and neither is he. <laughs> Bravo. That was that was good. I'll be here for another hour. <laughs> Probably. So <laughs> one of the two surviving posters was auctioned off at Heritage Auctions for five hundred twenty five thousand eight hundred dollars. That is insane. Uh, it surpassed the previous auction record of four hundred and eighty seven dollars. Which was tied uh, by an Italian-issued poster of the Michael Curtis's Casablanca. Uh, so we thought that was interesting. Just like fun factoid. Impress your friends that you knew about it. It, it looks like it was a dual poster. Oh, it was also for Browning's London After Midnight. Oh, it's, it's the Casablanca one that was 
the previous record was for Michael Curtis's Casablanca and Browning's London After Midnight, which was a standard. Let's see. Let's see. Is it, they don't have a picture of that, but I don't know. It's cool. It's a good looking poster. It really is. Like it's, it's pretty awesome looking. It's so simple. That is like that's a perfect poster. The best part is like I can see so many good current posters that look like that. Like Spider Man Homecoming, that would have been an awesome poster. Awesome poster. Hand drawn. Just be Spider Man's head and underneath it it was like Spider Man's head and like I guess upper torso to an extent of sorts. Yeah. And then underneath it it just says Spider Man. Black Panther it would work with. Any single character superhero. It would perfect I, I would like this it wouldn't so much with a more. wonder woman poster i don't think. i don't think thor ragnarok would have been served very well by it either it could have it's an established third one like i wouldn't do any of the iron man movies this well it depends on it would depend on the plot of the iron man movie i think i, I think you're right yeah but it's a cool poster interesting movie news actual movie news so yeah very cool. Actual noteworthy news. Actual noteworthy news. I think that wraps us up. You don't want to talk about anything else, man? I don't think box office matters. Do you want to do a spoiler review? Nah. I think we're good. I think we're good, too. Guys, that was The Movie Q. You can find us at The Movie Q, Q-U-E-U-E, on Facebook. And that's all that really matters. You can find us anywhere that you find your podcast. My name's Calvin. I'm Ben. And that was our cast. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week-ish. Or whatever it might be.